Doug and Marty vs. the World is sponsored and paid for by Marty McClendon, Doug Bassler, and EasyTVSpots.com. Round one, go. Well, how low can you go? It's Doug and Marty versus the world. My name is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon. Uh, welcome to the show. I don't know how low you can go, but I know that sometimes on the political left, they can go lower than we could possibly expect them to go, brother. They're doing I'm, the limbo every single day, brother. It's like they never got old, brother. I mean, I know that part of it, when I get older, uh, I'm not as flexible as I used to be. I've never been flexible when it comes physically. But uh, yeah, you know, it wasn't the quote as we get started here and political bashing and so forth on the Independence Day weekend, of course, welcome. Uh, happy Independence Day and weekend to your brother. Hey, um, thank you, brother. You too. But remember the comment about, you know, when they go low, we go, we go, we whatever. Um, holder goes, we kick them. Come yeah. So yeah, they clear. go low, we go high, but they just didn't change way. They go low, we kick them. We kick them. Kick them. Like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're dealing with. Anyway, welcome to the show. Um, we're not kicking anybody here, but we are kicking oh, off. Oh, contrary, brother. We're kicking <laughs> off with uh, some interesting stuff going on in our country, brother, all across as we celebrate our independence. I just want to talk about Kent and Auburn. What is the deal with no fireworks in Kent and Auburn? I mean, I can't even go to Auburn. And, you know, escape can't now that's, I mean, they're, they're sister cities, right? They're side by side. Right. And, uh, and they, then you got this like reservation that's like in Auburn. This, they, they have all that, the big boomers. Mm -hmm. Now I did go to um, Ocean Shores and I bought legal Washington fireworks. Did you know the legal stuff is like bigger than it was when we were kids? You can like do mortars and firecrackers and all kinds of stuff. Uh huh. But not in Kent, brother. Um, yeah, and sometimes you have to, some of the really, really, really big stuff, you have to stay on the reservation, wherever that may be. Yeah. For you over there, over in Bainbridge Island, that area, there's some reservation that you can get stuff that's bigger. Um, but yeah, it's interesting how many municipalities have banned it this year. I know Lakewood's done it over here in the, in the South Pierce County area. Um, there was a county council resolution. They were going to ban it countywide and did not do it. Um, I know that in some cases they, they state it's a fire hazard and so forth. Of course it is. It's a finger hazard and whatever, but it's part of this Americana we grew up with. I mean, this, this fireworks, these public displays are fantastic. And when they, uh, you know, I think they go too far sometimes, brother. So I'm it sorry. was fun. So I was at the beach. I got some fireworks. They started, they started to sell them on Tuesday this week. And so I was still there on Monday. Actually, they started selling on Monday. So Monday was it Monday? Sunday. Anyway, earlier this week. And so I got a little thing, you know, I didn't spend a lot of money, brother, because I'm not, you know, I'm not rich like you. Mm. But um, but we went down on the beach and my wife and my my youngest daughter and I, and we did fireworks and we sang patriotic songs and, Love you know, it. oh, beautiful. And we shot Roman candles and all that. And um, and it was really fun. And I'm thinking, you know, this is they're they're taking an entire generation saying you can't do that because we don't trust you because we're the nanny state. You might, you know, eat one of those uh, Roman candle fireballs. You know, most people know don't point that thing at your face, right? And most people know don't hold the firecracker when it blows up. Really? Okay. Okay. I'm just making sure. <laughs> I, I, they've really made those firecrackers safe, dude, because I was holding it in my hand and waiting forever to throw it in the air because I like to throw them up and have them bang in the air. Mm -hmm. And 
even then it would still hit the ground and bounce a couple of times and then blow up. I'm like, man, they really put a delay on those fuses. You know, it's the nanny state, brother. They're taking it, care of us. It is. And I know that literally fireworks is burning money. It's like you throw a $20 bill in the air and it burns, but goes, ooh, and ah. But a lot of family memories by doing fireworks, um, obviously referencing back, uh, you know, the old glory in the future and, and, and the in the far off twilight, right? This is really, I, I think a lot of our Americana, a lot of our traditions that celebrate this nation really needs to be brought back forward this, this year, especially in the last two years when we've seen the, your quote unquote, nanny state grow at a tremendous rate, right? Stay home, stay masked. You can't meet together under the guise of this pandemic. We've lost a lot of our freedoms. The fact that we're open up in Washington state right before the 4th of July, it's like, who gives us our freedoms, Doug? It's us, the, we the people, but beyond that, it's God, right? We get our rights and our glory and our independence from God, so we free will. And then through a constitution and through the people maintaining it, we have our independence. And yet this last couple of years, it's like we get our independence because the rulers, those in authority, uh, deem, okay, now you can have freedom. That's not freedom. As we said before, uh, earlier this year, if you have rights you cannot exercise, they aren't rights at all, right? And so um, yeah. I think we need to um, be understanding that this is a battle. This is a, a war and political, cultural spiritual battle that we're in, but for this moment and this weekend, let's really embrace the fact that there's a lot of pay the price to get here, that our independence is that valuable, that people around the world will do what they have to anyway, uh, nook, crook, or borrow to get here from China, from India, from Iran, from Mexico. We have this border crisis, which we're going to talk about, but the reason they come here is the independence, the land of opportunity, the fact that you can come here like nowhere else in the world and come from nothing and make something on yourself. So we need to, uh, yeah, exercise our, our freedoms and independence, brother. You know, I'm, why, why is freedom, why do we have it? Where did it come from? You know, you, you kind of led with that. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm looking at the Bible, okay? And I think that freedom and liberty come from the Bible. You say, you know, we got these, we got these three dudes and uh, they had their, they were Hananiah, Mananiah, whatever, and Misael. And they changed their name to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And they said, you're going to do this. You're going to do this thing. We're going to tell you to bow down and worship this idol. And they're like, no, we're not. See, that was free. They were free. The others were slaves. They had to obey the king. They had to bow down. And, and there's like, we're, if you don't do it, we're going to throw you in a fiery furnace. And they're like, okay, that's your choice, but we're not going to do that. We're going to be prisoners of conscience, right? That's kind of the term people use. Mm -hmm. A little later on in that same book, uh, Daniel is distinguishing himself before Darius the Mede. And he took the kingdom at 62 years old. And uh, that's an interesting number, brother. One, right? And, um, they, the guys come in and they said, Hey, we all agreed, except they didn't all agree because Daniel wasn't there, right? That mm -hmm. nobody, you gonna, nobody can pray to anybody except you, you know? So as soon as Daniel heard, he goes home, he opens the windows. You know, why didn't he, why did he open the windows? Because he's free. Mm -hmm. He's like, I'm not doing anything wrong when I obey God. All right. And, uh, you know, when you and I went to the Capitol campus, we, we weren't doing anything wrong. We were exercising our, our freedom. And, um, 
And then you go into the book of Acts and you have uh, Peter, James, and John, and they, you know, they get threatened and they get thrown in jail. They get arrested and they're like, don't teach in that name. And they're like, you tell me whether it's better obey God or obey you. They were free. They were more free than those men who were trying to, you know, put them in jail. Cause they were like public opinion. Like remember when they came to Jesus and they said, by what authority do you do this? And mm -hmm. he goes, well, I'll ask you a question. What authority did John do his thing by? And they're like, oh, we can't say because they don't they don't think John was anything. Mm -hmm. People do. So we're scared of the people. Right. So they had that political spirit. They're afraid of what the, the crowd thought or whatever. They're polling. We can, right. You can't well, see right now. Polling is not in on that. And uh, <laughs> yeah, good, good word, brother. And Jesus said, well, if you, you can't tell me that, then I'm not going to tell you my thing either. You know, so um, but he said plainly at in John chapter four, the woman at the well, the woman of Samaria at the well. She says, I know when Messiah comes, he's going to tell us all things. And he said, the one speaking to you, I'm, I'm him. I'm the Messiah. He said, he admitted it. He didn't, he never hit it. So, um, you know, freedom is, is the ability to obey God without fear of consequences and, and to trust God, just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, yeah, God can save us from the fire, but even if he doesn't, we're still cool with that. And I heard a, um, to your point, I heard a Dennis Prager uh, expounded upon his faith, his relationship with God. That's funny. You, never, you just never know. I like it. You know, his, he's very common sense, conservative guy. I thought he was like a, a Jewish background, whatever he, I think he is, but he, he, he made a comment to your, like your point was he goes, I know I'm not really concerned about God loving me. I know he does. He goes, but I'm more concerned about God being pleased with my obedience. You know, am I doing what God wants me to do? And I, and I love the way he put that because all, that's what God's saying. Hey, look, you're called. You're, you're here for a purpose. We want to please God. And, and it's our, our joy to please the Lord, right? And oftentimes that comes into contradiction with what the world wants, right? And, and so we're always constantly reminded to have courage, to overcome fear, right? To have faith over fear, to be obedient, to follow along what God's put in our heart. The, uh, and so the scripture right there, you know, it's even when Jesus read, uh, in the hearing in his own town, right? And, you know, the, the, the fulfillment of this scripture has become true in your hearing, right? As he's reading scripture. And they got really upset. He's just, hey, I'm telling you who I am. It, it's really here. Now we're going to do it. And of course, they wanted to kill him for it, right? And uh, people have their own ways or whatever. They get frustrated. They want to have twist the scripture to make it fit into their own will, right? Their own, uh, their own, let me get away with this because now it must be more modern. So that's what we're facing right now, brother. Um, so you're right. It's time to be obedient, but also understand our freedom comes from knowing, right? Because the word says that whom he sets free is free indeed, right? Now we have talked many times about our founding forefathers. I'd rather of, die obeying God than die disobeying God, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Part of our religious freedom, though, the reason they came here after religious persecution in, in England was that they knew that you had to have free will. God gave us free will. He gave us independence. He gave us the joy, but he also gave us in a garden. And also for us as Christians, we have to freely choose to make this exchange. Jesus died on the cross. We must give our life to him. He gives his to it. And then exchange, a substitution, right? That the salvation comes through. And we can't do that when, we, when we're not free. So the free will for us is we must be free citizens, free men, you know, and then so that the founding of this nation had those biblical roots, brother, that allowed for property ownership to be free to to vote, to take care of family, but to 
decide your own destiny, which means to freely, by choice, submit to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And then um, actually obey him. <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah. We, um, we have a lot of real plain and clear commandments, right? And I heard somebody, I uh, was listening to something this morning and they were talking about, um, do you want 10 or 10,000? Mm-hmm. And I think we, I think we'd rather have 10 than, you know, so if you take away the 10 commandments, then you got to have 10,000 laws, right? Because then it's, this is okay then, and this is okay then, and this is not okay then. And this is not, you know, you get, you get into all this, you know, arbitrary stuff. But if you just say, you know, don't commit adultery, right? Then it just, it, it, it precludes uh, homosexuality. It precludes, you know, same-sex marriage. It, you know, it's like, we just go with that, right? If it says don't steal, that means you can't loot, right? If you're mm-hmm. looting, you're stealing, you're wrong. You need to be arrested. You need to be prosecuted. You need to go to jail, you know, not because, oh, you're an oppressed person or because the person that you're stealing from is an oppressor because their DNA that they can't control is different than yours, and so, you know, we're in, we're in an interesting situation that, you know, we talked last week about critical race theory and I, you know, I don't want to go on and, and, and I mean, it's still just hot. That is, is a hot subject, right? Parents everywhere. Parents are even being arrested at school board meetings, right? I mean, when you start arresting parents and you're a school board, um, I don't know if you should be on the school board. I think you should probably not be on the school board. Pretty strong indication that you shouldn't be there. Um, and if you're messing with people's kids and you're putting parents in jail or you're taking, you know, forcibly removing parents from their school board meetings. And I, I, I get it. Parents maybe don't know, you know, Robert's rule of orders, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's kind of a little bit kind of complicated, right? You got to kind of know, you know, know how to do it. But if you got two minutes or five minutes or whatever, they should just let you speak, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah, maybe they're not, perfectly eloquent and all that kind of stuff. But you know what? People are getting ticked off. They're getting ticked off. And, you know, we, we, we had a civil rights movement and it wasn't about um, white, white person, bad Christian person, bad. It was about everybody's supposed to be equal, equal under the law. And I think I am brother. I'm for that. Let's all be equal under the law. And we love everybody. Red and yellow, black and white, they're precious in his sight and my sight. Amen. Human beings are, we're not one, we're not multiple races. We're one race. We're the human race. We have different nations, different ethnicities and things like that. And that's different families and different tribes. You know, not everybody's my kid, right? And, uh, you know, this thing with the border, uh, you know, I don't leave my door unlocked. I don't let just anybody come into my house, right? That's not, that's not cool. You are and, charged with the the oversight protection of your family, and you would be held reckless uh, if you left your door open, if your kids got hurt, if they got raped or kidnapped. Um, yeah, that's be foolish. And yet, you're right. In our country, um, we have literally uh, millions coming in, and I think you had the numbers there. I think it's 180 thousand people came across a month. A month. Yeah, and so. And over the last six months, that's all, you know, right there, we're looking at over a million people coming through that we know of, These are the, the, that we know of. And so this has been an issue. It was an issue under Trump and under Obama. It's been an issue for a long time. Under Trump, Trump they were 17,000. Yes. But they were addressing the issue under Not 180,000. 
They were addressing the issue with the wall being constructed and the state in Mexico policy allowing Mexico and funding the, the law enforcement there to make sure they stayed in Guatemala, stayed in Mexico, and it worked. Um, immediately, the first thing that Biden did when he came into office was remove most of these things. So what you have is this massive influx of these caravans of, of people and undocumented, I mean, uh, kids, un, unaccompanied kids and so forth. The kids in cages, that was all the the, the hubbub during uh, Trump. It's a hundredfold right now. It is crazy. It's stacked in cages. Stacked in cages. Ready to be sold to the human traffickers somewhere in the interior of the United States. This is a, the federal government is corrupt. Now let's take a look at um, this issue with Tucker Carlson's emails. Mm-hmm. Have, you, have you been following that? So he I have. Out on TV, I was listening to it. And I was like, you're, you've got to be kidding me, right? That, that they're, you know, so this is, this is KGB. This is, mm-hmm. this is Gestapo, right? They're going to figure out, a, they're looking, they're, they're, they've got a prosecution ready for a crime that they're going to go find, right? It's not about probable cause. It's not about, you see, that was a deal. That's a, what is that? Fifth amendment, fourth amendment, re, re, unreasonable search and seizure, right? Mm-hmm. You have, to have a warrant, you get a warrant. And to have a warrant, you have to have show probable cause. Mm-hmm. What is Tucker's probable cause? So we have this huge, uh, and this is what we had in the Obama administration. We had the huge um, uh, infrastructure of the United States um, intelligence services being u- weaponized against American citizens. This is during Obama, they weaponized the IRS, they weaponized the Department of Justice, the, the FBI, the NSA, and so forth. And they're doing the exact same thing right now with the 87,000 new IRS agents, the $8 billion going that way on top of, like to your point, uh, using our intelligence services to go after citizens. Uh, to, to The fact that a well-known TV commentator, as I one of the best uh, top programs on, on cable news, on cable in general, is Tucker Carlson. It's the number one rated TV show. Okay, the number one rated TV show. It's, it's up there really high. So here's a guy, obviously, that is influential. Uh, and yet, how is he being... I mean, how are they doing this, right? Why? Under what order? You know, who's behind this? And that makes you get this, is it the deep state? Is it is it directly from Biden or those that are pulling his strings? This is scary when you have your government working against you. We saw this during the the Trump probe and the the, the dossier and all, all that stuff where the FISA courts were breaking the law, where they were forging documents to, to the FISA court, where they were, uh, where still to this day, brother, no one's been held accountable yet. You know, uh, that just, it's amazing to us. We talked about equal justice, about equal liberty, equal application of a law. And we're still waiting for people like the Clintons and Obama and all the FBI and struck and stroke and all those guys and page to be. This is, it's outrageous. It's outrageous, brother. And, um, and they, you know, part of the lockdown, the pandemic lockdown stuff to isolate us, keep us from getting together in the bars. You know, the, the American revolution, they say the American revolution, 1776 was um, there was two places where that thing was put together in the bars and in the churches, brother. Mm -hmm. And so what do they do? They close the restaurants, the bars, they close the churches. Uh, They have a right to do either of it, right? Any of it. We have the, we have the right freedom of association for, you know, so they use this emergency, right? And they did one more. Where are we, where where are we, we're a year and a half later. Okay. So the supposedly this thing ended a few days ago, right? With the June 30th was supposed to, 
that right. everything's over. But did they rescind the emergency order? They did not. I don't think so. Governor Inslee did not rescind his emergency powers for opening up at the whim of the governor of the state, which makes no sense, to, with the complicit agreement of those that are in elected office, the Democrat majorities are agreeing to this so that they, at any point in time, they could pull the strings. They could, right now, they're enforcing their will, even though we're open on the employers, on schools, on whatever. Say, so, no, the employer. It reminds me of the Patriot Act, brother. Right, I mean, that, what was that 20 years ago now? Yeah. 20 years ago, we yeah. had this attack on 9 11. Why do we still have a Patriot Act? Mm -hmm. Right. The employers. Um, ha can say can mandate or require a uh, mask wearing, or they can require whatever. Of course, behind the scenes, if the employers don't, they can still be fined. They're still using in our own state department of L and I as a police force to go out and find these businesses. You know, we we have you know when these agencies that are not designed for that are weaponized, like you said, the federal and local government, we aren't free. And we're talking about independence. We're talking about freedom this weekend. This is what we have to fight against and say no, no, no. You can't take away. And before we go too much farther, too, I always quote this, but it's important. John Adams says our Constitution was made only for moral and religious people. It's wholly inadequate to the government of any other. We're right now in a, a day and age where they're trampling on the Constitution because they don't have the internal fixation. As culture, politically, spiritually, socially, they've rejected God. You know, uh, the church needs to rise up. The church needs to have a backbone. The, the body of Christ needs to say, you know what? This is important, not only to be the light, salt and light in, in, in culture, we've got to do it all mountains and, and the political mountain right now they're pushing too far, but you're right. We need 10,000 more laws to put on the people to control them. That's what it is versus internally. We know what's right to do because we're following God. And therefore, if we all follow God, we're all towing the right direction. You know? And it's, um, we've, you know, I, I'm, I'm not sure what the answer is other than the fact that people need to be under uh, understanding that this is happening and not okay with it because mm -hmm. eventually there will come a leadership. So we have this, what is it? The America project with uh, uh, general Flynn. And um, we have some other things that are, that are happening. Uh, the deal with Mike Lindell uh, mm -hmm. you know, there are some, there are some people coming out that have courage that they have that, um, you know, the resources, the courage and the ability to do things. And, you know, I just hats off to Mark Melosha. I'd read Mark Melosha's emails. Anytime he sends an email, I read it. It's, they're kind of bloggy mm -hmm. things. And, and he's, he's like, this stuff is hurting us. It's hurting our children. This is child abuse and things like that. And it's demonic. It's doctrines of demons that we could tell 11 year olds, it's okay for you to have sex with 13 year olds, right? It's not okay for an 11 year old to have sex at all. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, that's, you're too young. You're a baby. I mean, what are you a fifth grader, a fourth grader, dude? I mean, fifth grader break. Yeah. I mean, right. that's child pornography. That's child um, trafficking. It's abuse. And that, that turns out that document from Tacoma came from Planned Parenthood. It, it, it made nationally, it made national news, right? It made it on Fox. Jason, Jason Rance made a big deal out of it. So right. thank God. So the, the district pulled it, right? Oh, that was, you know, that, oops, that was, that oh, wasn't supposed to be handed out. Thing. Oops. Right. Right. Yeah. And, um, but you know, the teacher never thought, Oh gee, this doesn't seem appropriate for eighth graders. Right. 
And for those listening, of course, a couple of things. We talked about this last week. It was a flyer put out by the Tacoma School District that basically laid out that if you, you, know, you can have sex with someone two years older or two years younger than you are, 11, 13, had things about condoms. And it was like, this is what's being taught in our classes. And they were way too young for it. And abortion, abortion. everything else. And they didn't have, and you had to be, I think it said in there, you have to be at 14 be, or over 14 before you can be tested for HIV or for STDs or something. So it ha- did have a little thing about it, but like, Hey, you know what, this is risky. You're probably, you know, you could get, you know, gonorrhea, you could get, you know, chlamydia. There's a lot of stuff, right. That out there that's bad. Right. And you don't want your kids to be endangered, but you know, these, these people are not, they're not looking out for the kids and their freedom and all that stuff. They're, they're, grooming them they want to abuse our kids and these people are in charge these people need to be they need to be taken out of teaching they need to be taken off of school boards they need to be taken out of our government and they need to be eliminated from any position of power and they need to be investigated we should be looking at their emails if anybody's email should be looked at it should be that teacher's right that teacher's probably a child pornographer or something and we had a, a talk last week as well. There was an article about Ill, in Iowa or Illinois where the teacher said she, she's an activist. That her job is to right. educate the kids. And so how many of them, and I don't care if it's one in, in a district, they need to be exposed. And someone had an idea about this too. What about cameras in the schoolroom? If you have police officers wear a camera, how about having a camera in every classroom? And of course, the first reaction by teachers is no way. Why? Why not? If you're teaching stuff you know, that right now doesn't come home, you know, if we're teaching this critical race theory, which they say is not, or social emotional learning, whatever, why not have a live camera in the room where parents of their kids can watch or watch a free play of it? Doesn't well, and of course, public. during the, the pandemic thing, they didn't want parents eavesdropping on the Zoom call. Okay, so they don't want the parent to know what they're teaching the child. Okay, they they are usurping usurping the, the authority and the natural uh, um, order of the family. And, you know, this thing, it takes a village to raise a child. No, it takes a family to raise a child. It takes, you know, and then, um, you know, I was listening to a a message over the Father's Day thing. And they were talking like, you know, 63% of suicides, fatherless Mm -hmm. kids, Uh, 80% of um, dropouts, no no father in the home. You know, there's just just like these- 85% of all incarcerated men- no father. Single parent, no fathers in the household, right? Yeah. yeah. No, no biological or whatever father, even, you know, stepfather or whatever. And uh, so all of your violent <clears throat> crime and stuff like that, you know, that, and they're like, you know, this whole idea that, you know, we've dishonored mothers, right? We've, we said, oh, you're not enough. Right. And so you need to be able to, to know you could be the head of the household and you can be the breadwinner and you can still be the mom and you can do and they're just, they're just, they're putting all this stuff on mom that was never meant to be put on there, right? And now we've got guys that want to be women, right? And and so we've we've got, you know, and, and the, you know, I don't want to go on again about it, but, you know, this idea that that biological males competing in the Olympics against women, I mean, we, we had a women's right movements. You and I are old enough to remember that burning the bras and all that kind of stuff, right, from the right. 70s and whatever, and they even had like this ERA and we're going to make everybody, you know, but now they lose all of it. Every advantage that they gained uh, in women's sports 
in politics and business, every advantage that, that the women have gained in the last 50 years. And um, it's all shattered by this false, you know, so-called science, right? The party of mm-hmm. science. And um, well, yeah. you're right. Title nine, the whole idea of women's sports in general was to be funded equally so they could compete amongst one another to have equal opportunity at every level for sports because there was an un- unfair type thing. Only guys played. Women are, have always been allowed to play guys sports, but it was unfair for men to play women's sports. That's the reason behind it. So now that you have transgender people that are men um, competing in women's sports, but they were competitive in men's sports, but they weren't winners. They went to the women's sport and weightlifting, uh, track racing, whatever. And it's unfair to our little girls. It's unfair to our professional athletes as well that are women that work their entire life to represent our country as well. And so we, we, we can rail on that all you want, but I will circle back a little bit to, I know we've dealt into this before, my 19-year-old daughter, brother. So she graduated a year ago. She's been a, now a year in college, plus some running start. And she's probably the one that's more, she's friendly to the left idea, more liberal in her, in her talking points and whatever. But um, I was listening to a radio show and they were talking about critical race theory and whatever. And she's like, you can tell she wanted to engage. So I turned it off and she's like, well, what's your viewpoint? So I, I explained my viewpoint from the history of Marxism and that kind of stuff. And brother, she started going, I know all about critical, critical race theory. And she gave me every single talking point you would hear from the left, you know, about the uh, uh, inordinate amount of black men that are in jail, the, you know, the over-policing of certain neighborhoods. I'm like, wow. So I was able to have a great conversation with her, given her the other points to that. But this is what we're talking about. When we're told that it's not being taught in schools, they're lying. You know, this is, this is, it's not new, even though Governor Inslee signed it into law to mandate it this year. My daughter graduated last year and she knows all about it, brother. So, um, and she's one of those things, right? What do you, what do you know? Well, what I've, what I've been taught, what I've been told from my friends, my peers and my teachers. And so we need to, you shouldn't be an activist in school anyway. You should be teaching them how to, to think, to be critically think and think about their future and be prepared to be good citizens. So we have a lot of work to do in our education system. Uh, but same time from the national news, we're talking about these uh, diversion things, right? We're celebrating people, you know, uh, and, oh, look over here. These people are being disrespectful or look over here. That's getting the attention. So to your point, our boys are under attack. To your point as well, uh, our boys are tr- wanting to be girls, not all of them, but some are choosing because that's where the attention comes from. That's where the media, that's where you know, the left goes, yay, right? People are looking for that uh, gratification. And where I was going before was, what we have now, too, is big tech, Facebook, Google, all those things, censoring, censoring language, censoring any opposing views, censoring conservative thought. So what are these kids getting? They're getting reinforced leftist ideology. That's all. And so we've got to address that as well. And they don't have they shouldn't have the same protections that some of these other ones, but they're not a news thing. They are an opinion platform, which they're steering the conversation. It's crazy stuff, brother. Yeah, and having that as a, um, uh, I don't know, brother. I'm kind of old school when it comes to school. Mm-hmm. I think you should teach them math, right? I think you should teach them, you know, like how to do, um, you know, math problems. Teach them how to read. You know, teach them how to do how to learn things mm-hmm. and um, solve problems, things like that. Um, this mass indoctrination, dude. Again. 
it, it's like the government is out of control. They're taking over. They're taking our, they're stealing our children. They're stealing our families. They're stealing our communities. They're stealing our elections. You know, these elections are not free and fair. They're not, uh, you know, this is, uh, you know, the global reset. This is, it's all Marxist. You know, it's so funny. We thought we beat them. We thought Reagan beat them, right? Bush, mm-hmm. the wall came down. The con- but, you know, th- there's something um, just relentless about evil. It just wants to come back. It just constantly wants to come back. Why do people with power love communism so much? Because it, you know, it's like that guy, the video, right? You'll have nothing and be happy. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll have nothing because they'll have everything, right? The Bill Gates of the world and the Mark Zuckerbergs and the Jeff Bezos, they'll have everything. They're not going to, they're not giving up their money. I mean, if they really believe it, they should give their money up. They should, you know, if they believe critical race theory, then Joe Biden should resign. Exactly right. right. Jay Inslee well, should resign. <laughs> they, should go, they, should, they should be gone and they should kill themselves because they're oppressors and colonizers, right? Every, that, I, that blows me away. I'll get there in a second. But every dystopian movie out there, brother, as a ruling class, right? And then the poor, uh, overtrodden uh, masses, which is what communism is. You always have the ultra elite, those the ruling class, the, the dictator, the tyrant, the whatever. So you have people on the left, they think they're gonna be the ruling class. And then everybody else has to pay the price. You know, everybody always sees himself as the above it. You know what happens when we're all equal, we all have nothing. That's the idea here, not equal, but equity wise. When they reset the tables away from they decide, uh, and so this is important. You know, the idea that um, we're stuck in this—this um, this is a battle. We talk about in China, like you said, the the all the the movies where the monsters you kill them, they always get back up. You always get those those jump scares, right? Well, they're not. It, communism's not dead. Marxism's not dead. It's been around. They've got a plan. They've been working their plan through the Communist Party, out through the Democrat left, through our schools. They've indoctrinated generations, you know, from the late 50s on up. And we have to be aware that it's going to take time to turn the tide. But it starts, as we always say, prayer, coming together with the family, restoring families, fighting for fatherhoods, fighting for a restoration of kids, teaching values, taking more responsibility as adults to show our kids our history. That's another reason why they're destroying history, taking down statues, uh, rewriting the books, having this whole um, 16, 19, uh, 19 project versus the 1776. Yeah, it's saying that the country was based on slavery prior to. This is all to change the narrative so they can push a focus, push an agenda um, that we wouldn't put up with otherwise. And so as we're talking about this, we know it's engagement. We know it's, uh, it's getting engaged, but it's also being informed, knowing that, hey, okay, this is what's going on. And we're doing it not only for our kids, but for the generations to come. They won't know unless we tell them and show them if everything gets erased. And so, well, and, uh, you know, Karl Marx and uh, the, the Mark, the communist manifesto written in the 1840s, you know, they, they, they said you had to eradicate religion. You had to eradicate the church, right? Eradicate it. And, and where does, you know, why, probably because they're not dumb, you know, freedom and, 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 and the ability to make your own decisions and the fact that you need to make your own decision in order to get born again, right? You have to receive him, right? You can't just like be in a family and okay, I'm in, I'm in cause I'm, you know, I'm a Basler. No, that isn't how it works. I, Doug Basler had to kneel down and to ask Jesus to be my Lord. 
right? I had to make that decision. And then every day I got to obey him, right? I've got to get up and kill the old man. Oh man, you're dead and new man, you get to live and you get to do, you get to serve God today. Right. And I, I don't always do it right or whatever, but I, I have that consequences of that. And then the greatest society that's ever been built in the United States of America came because people got rewarded for what they did. They, you worked and you got the reward, not you worked and you got a progressive income tax, which is a communist plank, right? The more you make, the more they take, right? From each, according to their ability to each according they need. What we decide, and then who decides what you need? Well, they do. Like, you don't need that pickup, Marty. You can have this, you can have this Hyundai, you know, 1999 Hyundai. That's what you need. Cause you, we've already, we've analyzed your life and we're smarter than you and you're just dirty little people down there. Like what, what you just said. Right. And so uh, I love what Art Pulaski, Art, the, the Canadian pastor that called the cops like a stop one. And then this guy's, this guy's fighter. He's been all over the United States this last couple of weeks too. He's great videos on YouTube. So you can look him up. Uh, streetchurch.ca uh, is their website for Canada, streetchurch.ca. Not like mine, streetchurchusa.com. But um, anyway, he said, when we grew up behind the Iron Curtain, we didn't have anything and we weren't happy. <laughs> so you know, when we had to stand in line for two days to get a half a pound of hamburger, we didn't like it. Right. And so, uh, you know, Anatoly, my, my good friend, Anatoly, he said, I could go, I love America. I go down and buy a pair of shoes. I could get two pair of shoes. So when I was a kid behind the iron curtain, you know, it's a year. By the time you got the shoes, you already outgrew the shoes. Right. Right. As a kid. Cause you'd like, so you have to like buy the shoes a year, a year and a half in advance. If they're, if you're lucky, you'll get it. And you better have bought a couple sizes too big and you better not be a McClendon where you, you know, grow three shoe sizes in one year. Right. Right. So, right. Um, it's a, uh, it's not a good system. The, the risk reward system is biblical, right? If, it, you know, let everybody have his own ox, his own, you know, his own vine, his own fig tree, right? That kind of stuff, private ownership, biblical stuff. Give a family. They, they didn't even want you selling it or getting rid of your family inheritance, right? That's biblical. Right. And then you work, and you get stuff and it's in, look at the Proverbs, right? I went by the, the, the field of the lazy man and it was all overgrown. And the guy was like, you know, he was out, he was on a diet cause he didn't have any food, right? Cause he didn't work. And the Bible says in, was it Thessalonians? He who doesn't work, doesn't eat. Shouldn't eat. That's right. And so you're like, okay, so that's biblical, right? Mm -hmm. And this idea that I could just sit on my butt, play my Xbox, smoke dope. And I get the same amount as the guy that goes down to Boeing you know, 12, 13, 15 hours a day and builds airplanes that are safe and American. <laughs> come on, come I should on. get the same as him. No, 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 you shouldn't. Cause you didn't put the effort out. You right. didn't get that. So, so we got to get back to that. You got to get back to, to that. And this communist thing doesn't work. They tried it in America. The, the pilgrims tried it. They came to Plymouth and like 60% of them died at a community garden. And so what they did was the next year they said, you know what, this, this thing, because they saw it in the book of Acts, right? Everybody, nobody was in need, everybody, blah, blah, blah. But human nature says, well, I shouldn't have to pull weeds because I'm sick. I got a runny nose, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And so when they said, no, everybody's responsible for their own garden. Everybody has their own plot of land. You grow your own. Then they had an abundance. Then they were like, then they're having the thanks, the first Thanksgiving, right? With all the, you know, the corn and all the, everything, right. everybody worked. And they were able to trade too. I grow um, corn, you grew something else. We can trade that off. 
we have a little mixture. There's abundance there with work. And, and to your point, I was, I was writing down here too, the Marxist movement, if you look at the manifesto and all the teachings through Stalin and everything, first you get rid of God, because you can't have competition with the government. Then you get rid of the family structure, right? Then you get rid of the work ethic right there. The words, right now, when we talk about paying people to stay home with the federal bonus, where they actually make more than working, where now employers are having a hard time getting anybody to show up until September when they're supposed to go away, that is government replacing the will to work the desire to work, the benefit of work, separating money from work, which is what we're talking about in Jamestown as well, where they starved to death. So it's more and more usurping God, family, and work with government. That's power and control is what it is, brother. And so we are, uh, as a country, we're in trouble if we don't reverse those, where we uh, celebrate and reward work, where we celebrate well, and, and encourage families. And so you, you got to hand it to the people that are putting it all together, Critical race theory, BLM, Antifa, um, the 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 thing, the sex ed thing, all this stuff—they're putting it together because when you put it together, it says Marxism, it says mm -hmm. communism, it says you know the control of the government, um, the division, creating division. You know, let's get the labor unions against the people that don't have a union. Let's get the white against the black. Let's get the Jew against the Native American. Let's get the Asians all messed up over here somewhere. Let's get the Democrats and the Republicans to fight. You know, like I keep saying the politics of Star Wars, man. Get the Trade Federation fighting the clones. And then, wow, you know, then the government, then the emperor comes into power because they, while they're all fighting each other, he's getting more and more powerful. And that's what's happening. They cause the problem and then they come up with a solution. The, the, the Wuhan lab causes a problem. And then you got Chinese people in there coming up with a solution after they did uh -huh. it. Right? right. And the solution is always that they get more power and they get more control and they get more of our money. And so um, think about this, brother, you, you made me remember something from this week. Remember all the time in Portland, Oregon, where you have city councils wanting to defund the police. In Michigan, they defunded the police, and then they had the crime went through the roof. Minneapolis, yeah, exactly. Crime went through the roof. Um, Jen Psaki, the uh, you know the uh, Biden's press secretary. Yes, press secretary. Thank you very much. Came out and said, "Oh, it's Republicans been wanting to defund the police. We've never wanted that." Like you just lied, bald faced lied to the American people. And I'm hoping the people go, "No, that's not right." For months and months and months, Ilhan Omar, AOC, and all those in the federal level and the state level and the local levels, it's been Democrats. Look at Chaz and Chop in Seattle. It was just last summer, brother. You know, it's all about defunding the police, vacating the precinct, right? Let, letting them go. Uh, it's We've seen crime go through the roof. That's road. a Republican thing. I know. That's yeah. like, you, this is just classic leftist Democrat politics blame the other guy do it you know that's why you know okay another another example of this all right those machines in maricopa county that they got mm. that they, they got um subpoenaed right so they turned the machines over to the the forensic auditors but they're saying that the maricopa elections department is saying well we can't put those machines back in service because they might be they might have been tampered with uh-huh so they couldn't be tampered with, right? So they admit that the machines are tamperable out of their own mouth. Yes. And, and in New York, you see this? On a Democrat primary election, oops, 130,000 
test ballots were counted unnecessarily. They had to remove them. 130,000 ballots were somehow inadvertently counted, brother, and they had to remove them from a Democrat primary. Huh? What? And so that they can't be camp tampered with. This is 130,000, no dude. That ain't chicken feed. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, laugh, but come if on. I got 130,000 ballots in my congressional race here in, in Washington State's ninth district. I would win by a landslide. landslide. I would be a landslide victory in my congressional race, right? Exactly right. This is one of those things where, where they. Uh, they avoid the problem and then blame the others, right? So it, it can, it's the most uh, honest and fair election in history is what they said, right? On multiple occasions. And these and yet, machines are not tamperable. But by the way, the ones they subpoenaed, yeah, we're not yes. going to get those back because they probably Georgia moved 100,000 voters from the rolls after the election. You have New York, 138,000 counted inadvertently. You have these machines that can't be put back in because they may be tampered with. The people, we know this. You, you know, we got to stop having it back to the commandments. Stop lying. The same thing with the border. We talked about the border over a little bit. Right. You have uh, basically the vice president who's been assigned, who's for over 100 and some days, didn't go to the border. You know, went down to Honduras, went down to Guatemala. It's where the, the root causes, but wouldn't go see the problems. He didn't want to bring the media down with her. Trump decides he's going to go down there as the ex-president, as the pre, you know former president to go down there and makes national news. Oh, lo and behold, the vice president now is going to the border and she doesn't go to the border. She goes to El Paso, which is 180 miles away from the worst part where the basically that 180,000 people are coming by a month. She goes where and what happens in El Paso, all of their refugees, uh, those crossing the border, those illegal aliens that were apprehended have been moved to other places in the U.S. So it's a place where Trump implemented some policies and where the wall isn't there, where she went to speak. This is all lip service. She And her cackle there is all to say, and then to blame it all on Trump. She, she was literally saying, oh, this is all because of Trump. We know the numbers bear out, like to your point, down to 17,000 a month versus 180,000 a month. So once again, it's, it's divert avoid the problem, not go so that no one will look at it. Don't look over here. Look over, you know, let's pay attention to this over like here. Like I said, keep it in little, keep it in little packets, right? Right. The, the border is a separate problem. Then critical race theory is a separate little thing over here and this and that. But if you look at everything and you take it and you put it together, you see the communist manifesto. You see that, that 1960, when they read it into the, the record, what the communist party had planned to do to America, right. Take over the schools to take over the media, to take over all the, you know, get all the government positions, right. Start mm -hmm. at the, start at the water districts, the fire districts, the school boards. And you know, we've been saying to people for years, run for these things, run for these things. If we just give it up and, you know, I, frankly, I think a lot of this has been the left behind theology, right? Like, well, we're out of here anyway. So let's just, you know, and it's really almost like that scripture that really made God angry in the Bible where it said, eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow we die. And they, and God said, because of that, I'll never forgive him. He was really not happy. And, you know, when I went to Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, mm -hmm. and I looked at this huge park and this huge battlefield and all this stuff, that was three days, brother. That was three days out of the last 250, 60 years that we've been a country, right? Three days. And yet we still look at that. That's pivotal point that that happened. Look at D-Day, June 4th, 19, uh, June 6th, 19, 
1944, right? That was one day, dude, that changed the history of the world. Right. Look at the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Look at the crucifixion. That was three days too, right? right. Changed the world, the day of Pentecost. And so we, we can see major things happen in a single day. And so we don't want to stop and we want to give up. And America is not, you know, we might be down and we might be uh, getting beat up right now, but we're not out and we've not changed. And maybe we've forgotten what Liberty was, but they tried it. And I'll tell you what, man, I see these, I went down to target store today and uh, about half and half are wearing masks, but I'm telling you the people that are wearing masks, them things are nasty. They're, mm -hmm. they're not washing them. They're not taking care of them. They're gross. I'm like, why is that thing on your face? That thing is dangerous. That thing is, you know, you're putting out more crap in the air around me wearing that thing than if you didn't have it on. Yeah, right? We have a natural, we have a natural filtering system with our nostrils and everything, right? Our mucus systems and all that. You're having right? some health issues too, because they're inhaling all that crap as well. You know, the, all the junk from the, when you have uh, bacteria like that built in a mask over time, you know, it goes into your lungs and you, it's, it's not healthy. So you're, to your point, healthy for everybody else or themselves. And right now, even with quote unquote, it's off, right? It's uh, on the honor system. So please, please take care of yourselves out there. Take and, that uh, mask yeah. off. Get yeah. rid of that nasty thing. And, and you know, like I said, it's like half and half, right? Half of us didn't have masks. Half of us did. And, and you know, I'm not, you know, you don't have to wear it. Don't wear it. Right. right? It's like, but, but, but they get this. It's like a mental thing. They've pounded this into it. I mean, I'm still looking at statistics. You know, over 5,000 Washingtonians have died, you know, from coronavirus and you know what? That's since January or December 2019, right? That's not, it's not a high death rate, but they put it out there. Every time I go to the weather report, it's part of my weather report on my phone. Right. I'm like, oh, okay. there was 400 new cases and, you know, one new person died or whatever. And I'm like, why are you telling me this? There's, you know, people die every day. Right. And, and so they die from, in fact, we just had a couple, one was a drowning and a car accident, a young man over here in our neck of the woods, which is a lot of kids are, are suffering with, but to your point, death is part of life. It's, it's part of the cycle here. This whole thing right now, what we're hearing across the news, this scare tactic brother is this Delta variant, Delta variant for our listeners. Don't be alarmed. Right now, the bottom line is they say the Delta variant that, that is supposedly affecting younger people um, is like one-tenth to one-hundredth of the effective or uh, as powerful as the original. So the Delta is even less likely. We have a 98% survival rate on the original COVID. The Delta variant apparently is 99.5 or whatever it is. It's super high. Don't be fearful. Just wash your hand. That's the whole point. Live. We can't live in fear. We got to live in faith, brother. It it reminds me of March and April, 2020, which is now over a year, much way over a year ago. Right. Okay. We just entered July and um, that when they started this entire lockdown process, when they started this whole process, what did they say right off the bat as a chorus in unity all the time, the new normal. Mm -hmm. They knew what they were going to do. They were going to strip our freedom and they're going to make it, they were going to make it forever. And so we'll have an emergency thing, just like the Patriot Act. 
Mm-hmm. 2001, September 2001, this is 2021. So this September, 20 years ago, we still have a Patriot Act, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think any terrorists are taking over any airplanes and crashing any buildings, brother. I don't think anybody's done it since September of, tw- of 2001. Okay. Right. So why do we still have this? Well, that kept us safe. Why is nobody dying from the coronavirus? Well, maybe the lockdown, you know, it wasn't dangerous to begin with. It was blown out of proportion. You know, I constantly am reminded of this field hospital. They set up at CenturyLink Field down here where the Seahawks play with thousands of beds and they quietly took it down and took it away. Not a single patient ever went there. Not a single one, right? and, And because they were, you know, maybe at that time, maybe they thought that could happen, right? And so maybe- Jay Inslee and those guys, because I don't think that if they, if they really knew it wasn't going to do it, I don't think they would have done the theater to that point. Right. Maybe, you know, maybe they thought, well, maybe this really is it. And maybe the Chinese actually did do something and maybe we are going to lose a million Washingtonians or whatever. But um, once again, that's federal money though. It's it's our money from the federal government given to the States. Right. Come on. And it's, but, but it was, it was useless. Mm-hmm. It didn't do anything. It didn't matter. And, uh, and now, you know, when you take this thing with Tucker being uh, surveilled, you know, I'm sure it's not just Tucker. I'm sure who knows who else. I don't want to say me or you or whatever, but you know, it's not like we, we're not obviously, you know, conservatives, right. but um, there is a God and he's looking at this and he's watching it. And if we will ask him, he'll do miracles but it is going to require courage. You know, this Christianity that doesn't want to go to the lion's den, that isn't willing to say no to the chief priests and the Pharisees and the Sadducees, that's not willing to go to that next town or that, that next country when the Lord says, that is not called being saved. That's called being fool. That's called fooling yourself. Mm-hmm. That's called like, I'm a Christian, but I don't obey God. Well, you're not a Christian because a Christian obeys God. All right. And so we've been taught and sold a bill of goods. Well, we're going to rapture out of here. You know, the the Chinese church in the 1930s was teaching the rapture. And after the communist takeover, after World War II, with Mao Zedong and the purging and the the cultural revolution, all this, the Chinese church leader said, we should not have been teaching the rapture. We should have taught the people how to stand up under persecution. That's right. Instead of that escapism thing. There's nowhere in the Bible that says God's going to just like, Hey, look at you're in debt. I'm going to pull you out of here. Right. That's not, that's not biblical. The Bible says work hard, get out of debt. Oh no, man, nothing, you know, earn your own bread, that kind of stuff. The Bible says stand firm under persecution. You know, the Bible says that all (laughs) who seek to live a godly life in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. That's right. The first time I ever got put in a police car, brother, and I mean, the Holy Spirit fell on me and I was happy. I, yeah. I didn't like it, but I was like, this is Bible stuff. This Amen. is what happens when you take care of the poor. This is what happens when you preach the Bible on the street. This is what happens when you tell the police, I'm not going to stop because you tell me to, I'm going to do what the Bible says. And I'm going to do what the constitution says. And I'm going to do what my conscience says. Amen. Yep. And so, you know, then you end up in court and of course they get upset. The judge gets upset because they took a guy that's feeding the homeless and trying to get people out of crime. Right. <laughs> and they I like the pastor in Canada, brother, just like it. So, yeah, to your point, the uh, three Rackstack and Benny that were in the fire, uh, Jesus didn't pull them out of the fire. He got in the fire with them. 
come on, brother. And, you know, it's like, and they got through it uh, without a sin, right? So this really is, you know, the idea is God said he's with us, right? We're here. You know, we will suffer um, attacks and persecutions in his name, you know, and we're here for a season. Whatever that timeline is, God knows, but he'll be with us as we go through it. When we went through leukemia with Logan, he's with us. We didn't remove it from us. We went through it, made us stronger, made us faith stronger, but it made us useful for his use, which is great. So if you're going through something right now, which we know we all are in some point, God's with you, you know, ask him. He'll be with you and he'll help you get stronger and, and overcome it over time. Uh, but oftentimes he won't remove us. And same thing with uh, politics. We're going to be in and up here right now. We always encourage. That's why the Doug's saying is so important. We can't abdicate our role. We're called to be leaders, salt and light in every realm. Let's do it. We'll be sure to get in touch with us. If you're at DougAndMarty.com, you can send us a, a message through the site there. We'll see you next time. Have a great 4th of July weekend and holiday. This is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon, Doug and Marty versus the world. Happy birthday, America.